Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in to Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. Many people are looking for financial help while in college. I would love to present the Thelma Lee McKenzie Nursing Scholarship. It was designed for nursing students at the University of South Alabama. You must have a 3.0 GPA and have graduated from a high school within Washington or Clark County in the state of Alabama. If anybody have any more questions about this scholarship, please call Rebecca Baker at 251-341-3721. Uh, yes, uh, peace family. Uh, this is Barry Coleman on Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. And yes, uh, I'm glad to be back on, man. Today has been a very challenging day. And uh, I've faced a, a lot of challenges already, a lot of hurdles. And um, that being said, we're going to go to the quota today. We may encounter many defeats, but we must not be defeated. Hey, I needed that quote. It's Miss uh, Maya Angelo. Uh, I needed that quote for today. I mean, I, I have a test later on today, so uh, I can't I can't allow this to get my spirits down. So, um, yes, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the guest speaker, Dr. Tasha Jones. Uh, I'm looking at her resume right now. She is very accomplished. She is uh, very intelligent, and um, I, I probably won't get to her level. Hey. More likely, I won't. I'm just a little country bumpkin just trying to put things together now. It has nothing to do with smarts, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, Miss Jones, uh, we're gonna we gonna find out. Like, I, I like to start out the show the same way every time. Uh, Dr. Jones, tell everybody where you're from. I'm from right here in Mobile, Alabama. Grew up in Pritchard, Alabama. Just a little old girl from Pritchard. I had aspirations of, I just knew I wanted some alphabets behind my name and be able to take care of my family. And, uh, you know, I tried medicine at first, a major in medicine, and the school that I went to, it did not work out well. Um, And I say that it did not work out well. It was a lot of factors surrounding that. Um, I was a teenage pregnancy at 19. And I just I just couldn't get myself together at the, the first university that I went to. And I had to throttle back. I had to throttle back. And the best thing that ever happened to me was starting at a community college and doing a reset. And after hearing so many no's, that's why I'm just not stopping. And I know people say you're just a lifetime student. You know what? Because I heard so many no's before. So now if it's a program, if it's a certification, I'm trying to get it. We'll sleep when we die. We just got to keep it pushing. Ooh-wee, I like though. We'll sleep when we die. <laughs> oh man. But hey, I'm going to stay right here in your hometown. How do you spell Pritchett like most black folks say? So it is spelled P-R-I-C-H-A-R-D with a D, not the T. It's Pritchett. We just say it with a T. We say it with our chest with a T, but it's really spelled with a D. We just say it with our chest. It's Pritchett. 
<laughs> oh man, hey, I, I had to ask you because, uh, good gracious, um, uh, I had an AT that used to stay and preach it, and um, and um, it, all the black folks that I know, especially from down now, they always say preach it for whatever reason, so. Um, I, I had to ask you why you was on here. Yeah, so I I know you said something about um you had uh went off to college. Uh, you was nineteen and you got pregnant. Um, I know when where I'm from, uh, people that go off to college and then come back and don't have their degree, people kind of look look down upon them. Uh, they they say, "Boy, you done fell off." So I was just uh wondering how was that experience. Um. Uh, I bet yeah, how humbly it was to come back home and um try to get yourself together. Well, I actually I was at school locally and I was on campus at University of South Alabama, so I didn't venture far away. But once I started having babies, because after that I started having babies, I'm telling you, it didn't stop. I said to myself, you know what, we got to get this together, and I told myself for every baby that I have. That's going to have to be a degree and so or, or a certification. So so currently I have five children. I have three that are grown and I have two little boys and my grown children. Um, they were the ones who really I, I just I just knew I still wanted. To, I had aspirations and, you know, and the nurturing environment that I grew up in in our community in Pritchard, it was everybody's child. Uh, you can go over anybody's house. Everybody was your grandmother. And it was just a nurturing environment. It was a different time back then. And so I really didn't feel unaccomplished um, because of our nurturing environment, our support system. And a lot of people don't have that. And I was just blessed to be in a nurturing environment with that. You know, I'm an only child. My daddy was military. And so you know, my first child, my first baby, even at 19, it was a big event. And, you know, it, it was just something that we were so happy and proud of and everything. However, I still had my aspirations. I still had my goals. And sometimes when you do make your plans and your goals, you do have to allow for life. You do have to speak it into yourself because if I had stopped going back then, 44-year-old Dr. Jones would not be here today. And so you have to be your own motivating person. You have to self-motivate, you know, and, and it's just, you're worth it. You are worth it. You are worth you putting in your time for yourself because nobody else is going to believe what you're capable of. Only you know. And so with that being said, I just had to push and push and push. Now, did I miss out on some Mardi Gras and some and some family reunions? I did. I did. But the sacrifice is great, <laughs> but the reward is greater. And so, you know, you have to choose between the fast money. Yes, you can make a lot of money if you, you know, work all those 40, 50 hours retail. I did that. But if you want something lasting, you have to invest in yourself, whether it's entrepreneurship whether it's taking up a trade, going to college, whatever it is, you just have to put that on your calendar and do something for yourself. You are so worth it to do it for yourself. Oh, man. Hey, somebody pass around a little offer. Man, that was a good message you just uh, you just gave to us. Man. But uh, yes, uh, Dr. Jones, what got you into nursing? You know, 
I remember when I was a little girl, my aunt, I have a, a aunt that I'm very close to. And I could just remember her being at all of our assemblies, awards, and and she was always available. And she always made good money. And I used to say, whatever ain't Annie doing, that's what I want to do when I grow up. I'm just going to be honest with you. She was the first person, she was the first nurse, only nurse in our family. And I was just like, I like her big house. I like the way she living. She is comfortable. She is chilling. And, you know, I, I, that's what I want for myself. And as I learned more about what she did, I was in love with it. I was in love with the idea of nurturing and taking care of others. But the, the other side of it with me wanting to go into medicine originally, that's what has pushed me into the medical side, adding the nurse practitioner to diagnose it, to treat and prescribe. Um, so now I have everything, everything that I wanted in one bubble. And I know I'm biased about nursing, but nursing is the only field of study where you do not have to return to school to change where you want to work. So with that being said, if I worked on the pediatric floor as a nurse for five years and I say, you know what, I can't put another IV in the baby. This is just killing my soul. I can decide to work at a nursing home with some elderly people next week. I can apply next week. I don't have to go back to school. Now, if I had gone into medicine, and wanted to change my specialty, I would have to go back and do a whole new residency. I would have to go back and through a whole through a whole new training. And that's the difference, and that's the beauty of nursing. Yes, it is hard. Nursing school is so hard, I'd rather have a baby than go through nursing school again, my first RN. I'm telling you right now, nursing school was so hard. <laughs> but it's hard because you learn everything from the beginning of life to the end of life. So when you graduate, you can work in anywhere, in any setting, because you've been prepared for that. And that's what makes it so hard. I agree with that. Oh, man. But hey, before we go any further, I got to ask you, what high school did you go to? I went to BC Rain. I am a Red Raider. BC Rain. How you get us? <laughs> yeah, because my parents, they moved us from Pritchett. I don't know what they had against Pritchett. They thought they was giving me a better start at life or something. But I thought I was going to go to Blunt High School, be a leopard like everybody else. But it's all right. I made my mark at BC Rain, a red raid. I ain't ashamed to say it because we all bleed the same color red, baby. We all, we all in the same family. So it was BC Rain. And, um, you know, there were, there were a lot of things that I didn't know that I experienced the the racism, um, you know, even though I was top of class, you know, I was top 10 and we had a, a black female salutatorian. We were never invited to the table when colleges would come to visit the school. We were automatically told that we either needed to join the military or um, go to a community college in order to, you know, to get our start in life, which was um, unfortunate. However, today, there is no reason for you not to know opportunities. It is at your fingertips. And, you know, yes, some people have better opportunities um, surrounding them, especially if they grew up in a home where their parents were college graduates. That's okay because I'm a first, I'm a first uh, college grad for my family and my household, for my parents. And so 
there are there are some things and limitations and boundaries that we can face. However, if there is anything, I'm telling you, if there's anything, you just remember if I can do this, and that means anybody can do this because it has nothing to do with how smart you are. It has everything to do with how driven you are. Just because a no from someone doesn't mean that's final. It just means you got to look somewhere else and ask somebody else. All right. Okay, then. Uh, I'm looking at your resume now. Have you ever worked in the hospital? Yeah. When I first got out of nursing school, I went to um, Providence, worked on a telemetry floor for about six months. But my goal was to get into dialysis. I knew when I was about to graduate nursing school that I wanted to do dialysis. And so I I got into dialysis and um, I love dialysis so much that I traveled with it. I did work in the hospital in the acute setting with it, took call. The biggest reward was the traveling part for for me because I did travel to California and did work there, made a whole lot of money. I realized the money just wasn't what I really wanted at the time. I was so homesick because remember, I'm only child now. I was so homesick. So I had to come on back home and figure out how to make that money at home. I just want to have that type of money here at Mobile, close to Pritchard, where I'm from, and give back to my community. And so that's where it is. And and right now, I'm crazy enough to be teaching at a local high school, a CNA program, and an EKG technician program. I have five certified EKG technicians. That is unheard of. That used to be a privileged field where it was taught in-house and the cardiologist taught some taught some white girl how to do it. And but today, but God has opened these doors. Okay. And so I've got five, five young ladies who are not even 18 yet who have certification to work as an EKG technician. Ain't God good. I see you're doing great things. How do you juggle your your work life with your home life? I heard you say that you had uh, five kids. How do you juggle all of that? Now, I know some people say they are a single parent, but let me tell you, I just don't know if there's a such thing as being a single parent because I say that to say this, there's somebody helping you. And even my older, my older ones, they help me with those younger ones. They say, hey, you don't need to talk to her like that. That ain't the right thing to do. Or they tell you, if she call your name one more time, if I were you, I would go see what mama want. So I have a lot of help with their older siblings because they are adults. My oldest daughter, she's a military vet, and she and her husband have moved back to Mobile. And my youngest daughter, which is uh, she's 23, She's in her second year of law school at FAMU, and she don't play the radio with them. She just she just tell them like it is. And so it's just a whole community of us. We just we just here and we're trying to make this easier for everybody. Now, when I say easier for everybody, I'm not saying it's easy. I just mean we just we share the load. My parents, you know, they they are the cornerstone. They are the foundation. They are the matriarch and the patriarch that, you know, it's everything surrounds them. And I'm just blessed to have a stable family that I came from with a, with a mother and a father that was there. And 
you know, and I see so much disproportionalism, especially in the setting that I am. And it reminds me of how blessed we are, even knowing that. And some of these students that say, oh, I got this certification. I make more than my mama or my dad. Don't you go home and tell that to them because you're going to learn real quick, (laughs) real quick what they don't play with. So, you know, it's, it's a community, and I tell you, I'm a gamer. All of my kids are gamers, and I'm telling you, that PS4, we burn it up on the weekends. Anytime I get a chance, I'm like, somebody want to play the game with me? Anybody want to play Fortnite? Anybody want to play Call of Duty? I Look, it, and if it's too much, I have to remove myself from social media sometimes and just throttle back. Social media is very busy. It's very busy, and we do need it. I understand we need it. And I can remember my one of my professors at Sanford University saying, Miss Jones, you cannot crawl into a bubble. You have to stay connected to the society, to community, to politics. You still got to stay connected and know what's going on. However, you do need to make sure you take out time for yourself. You do need to make sure you do those wellness check phone calls on your family, your parents. If you ain't heard from your son, you, you know you need to call him. You know, I know he think he grown. Sometimes you still just got to go and pick up the phone and call. But it takes a lot to have to juggle everything. And sometimes you do have to choose jobs where it's not so demanding and it's best fits for your family. And working in the school setting, and you know, it has definitely been that for me. You just have to look at the big picture. It's not always about money. You look at your benefits and how it works for your mental health. Okay. Okay. That's a great segue. So um, are you saying that you are a school nurse for one of the local high schools? So I'm actually working as a teacher, as an instructor, um, a health science instructor at mm-hmm. one of the local high schools in Mobile. And in the program, I certify them as CNA right now that, um, because we weren't allowed in the nursing home for COVID, we did the EKG program, the EKG technician program. And it is very rewarding. And I've taught in college setting for many years. This is fairly new to me the past four or five years. If you'd have told me I would have been doing this 10 years ago, I probably would have started cussing. I didn't know that it was such a need. And it's so rewarding, I'm telling you. But they learn so quickly and they are so smart. They know how to work the technology and they're just little sponges. And I'm not conceited. I'm just convinced that if I can have a moment with your child and sell this product to them, they will do well. They will. I'm convinced Mm -hmm. that all you need is to find out what motivates them. Okay. And you just redirect it into a positive manner. Now, am I saying we can, we can save everybody? Mm -mm. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm, what I'm saying is if they're willing if they're willing to just listen, you got to stay at it and keep motivating our youth because actually they're not our tomorrow. They are our today. They, they are running this world today and we definitely have to listen to what they have to say and we have to understand that they are dealing with their own vices. Some of them are running their own, um, running the households. They're keeping everything together. So I'm just... I just thank God for the opportunity. This was a humbling experience. When I received the call 
and said, hey, come and interview for this position. I was like, but I don't want to work. I don't want to work with high school students. This was an humbling experience. So I knew this was what God wanted me to do. I absolutely love it. And um, I, I'm just so glad I had this opportunity for however long I'm supposed to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity. That's good. I mean, um, I love working with high school kids. Uh, I remember I used to coach basketball and um, at one of the schools down now. But um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. They keep you young and uh, teach you new stuff. Uh, to be honest, um, I wouldn't mind getting uh, going back to that level and being a high school basketball coach. I mean, that's what I really want to do. I look at as far as a city like Mobile. It's a very it's a it's a slow city, but um. A lot of times the kids, they don't really have anything or they don't really think that they have anything to get into. And so, um, you know, I, I, what they say, uh, I idle mind is a devil workshop. So um, a lot of times the kids, they just kind of like, you know, just find things to get into. And, and it might not be always the best thing. But um, I want to speak upon um, what made you want to get your doctorate? Well, so I just wanted to make sure that I had a terminal degree. And I could work until I'm 78, 90, or whatever year it is, I can still give back what I had. You know, can't nobody tell me that I can't, I gotta stop working just because I'm elderly. You know, some things just come, <laughs> some things come with it. And, you know, and I love the fact that, you know, no one can ever take your degrees from you, you know. And, and, you know, I'm a work in process, but if something was to happen and I was to just forget my professionalism and I'm locked up in jail, I'm still Dr. Jones. I just got to have something I can keep that I can hold dear to my heart, hold close to my heart, because, you know, the world is changing so much. And when you have children, you know, you just you don't know what you would do if somebody put their hands on them. And so I just have to have something to fall back on, you know. And it was something to also motivate my girls just so them for them to know, you know, the the world is yours, you know, even for someone who looks like you. And I just wanted to give them that because there wasn't a lot of that representation around us at the time. And I to be honest, I don't know if I would have gone this far if I did not have my children, because they were my motivating force to show them that it's whatever you want, you can have it, you can achieve it. Because I would have been more than accommodated stopping at my RN. We know they, I mean, we, we pay good. They, hey, look, right now you can make more, you can make $90 an hour. I mean, COVID has been, it's just opened some doors. It has, it has been very difficult and very tragic. However, on the other end of that, it has opened some doors and allow some people to get out the poorhouse. And I love that. I love that fact. You have to look at the good and everything. That's what I do. I look at the good and everything. So my but the doctorate was just something that I had on my list. I had to put it, I had to put it on the back burner when I start having children because I invested my life into my children. So it was something I had to put on the back burner. And um I just got my doctorate in 2018 and I had by then, I had two children that had graduated high school because 
children will take a lot out of you, you know, and you have to make sure they get started on a good foot, you know, and they know what to do and, and be there for all the T-balls and dance practices and ballet and all that stuff. So, you know, you have to make a choice. They, they didn't ask to be here. They did not ask to be here. I brought them here. I brought them here happily and willingly at the time. So it was my responsibility to take care of them. And that means that some things I had to sacrifice. Okay. But, hey, I'm, I want to say this. Where did you get all of that fire from? I mean, um, you seem to be a very motivated and determined individual. I mean, um, like you said, uh, you, your kids, they didn't have a, a lot of um, a lot of um, black examples around them growing up. So I'm just trying to see exactly where did you get all of this fire from to to be successful? You know, I, and I'm trying to remember what exactly I, I just I just knew that I knew that I wanted to be in some type of healthcare field helping somebody. And I knew I wanted a clinic. I just was like, I, I you know, I just got to help people. I, I can do this. And, you know, I was just, I was crazy enough to believe that I can keep going. I mean, I was, it, I, <laughs> I got, I received a lot of no's. And when I first received no's, when I'm saying no's, when I was applying for different programs, when I was applying for a nursing program, when I was trying to do the meds, medical school thing, I received a lot of no's. And so that just made me being the only child and my personality and everything was given to me. I'm like, uh, no, I want it. So somebody got to say yes. And so it, became, it, it just, oh my goodness, it became an addiction. And somebody asked me, when are you going to stop going to school? I don't know. Hopefully, maybe this year. Maybe. Because I'm telling you, as long as I can get a certification. And and one more thing, as long as I'm in school, I don't have to pay these student loans back. So I'm going to stay in school forever plus a day. I may, be, I may have a doctorate in horticulture or whatever that is. A gardening. I'm just not finna stop right now. I can't afford to pay back these student loans right now. So that's my biggest motivator. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So uh, what do you see yourself doing in five years? Oh my goodness, in five years. Um, I do plan on going into private practice and and working okay. less but making more money. Yeah, working less but making more money too though. And and I'm just, all these kids that I invested my time and money in, my children, somebody is going to be paying mama's house note by then. So I'm just going to be chilling. I'm just going to be honest. I haven't put in all that blood, sweat, and tears. It's time for a return. You want a good investment, you better invest in your children. I'm telling you, it's time for a return mm-hmm. or something. But I've got a grandson. He's two years old. And I didn't know that I can love a baby more than I love him. I, let me tell you something. That little boy, he can, in five years, he probably already have his first Toyota Camry or something. He ain't number two years old. He can just have whatever he wants from me. And now I know how my parents felt when I had my children. It's just something, you know, and, and if he look at me, he don't have to say it. I'm just going to give it to him. So in five years, you know, Somebody, I may be in counseling for doing too much for him, but I'm just so ready for the next stage in life because 
I'm not afraid of growing older. Let me tell you something. I'm okay with that. These children, they are, they are fun, but I'm ready to travel. Hopefully by then, COVID, we will have a handle on COVID or we will know exactly how to deal with it because it may not ever go away. But our lifestyle will be changed where we can understand how to get on cruises and all this other stuff without it. So I'm just really looking forward to the next five years. I feel like I'm living the dream right now. But as you know, I'm still looking to see what, what I can do, what else I can do and continue my journey. Amen. Oh, man. Boy, you, you know you find a good God Almighty. Uh, yes. Um. Yeah, uh, I can't even think of what I got to say now. Good gracious. Um, yeah, for those that want to get into nursing, what's your advice to them? So this is the advice that I give all of my nursing students who are mentoring or whatever. Life is going to happen regardless if you went nursing school or not. This is when it's going to happen. Papa is going to pass. Your children going to act crazy. Your boyfriend going to have a new boo on the side. Your car motor is going to blow up. Listen, stay in school. You might as well come out of all of this when the smoke clears with a nursing degree. You might as well. Life is still going to happen. Don't give it. It ain't your sign to say, well, this is a sign. The Lord said, no, he ain't. He just getting you prepared. He getting you prepared to handle it all because you got to understand how to spend that money right when you do get it so you don't still be broke. So he still got to show you, you got to juggle all these things together. Life is still going to happen. It ain't your sign just because he on Facebook with his other boot thing. Don't worry about it because at least you can come out with it. And if the girl look better than you, you're going to be making your money. You can go to Miami and get you whatever you want to get done if that's what you like. But let me tell you something. It's going to be somebody else waiting on you after that. But you deserve to put all this into yourself. This is your investment, your life. You got to do it for yourself, your children, your parents, or whoever it is that is your motivating center. Do it. Do it for them. Just do it. Amen. Oh, man. That's funny. But yes, um, Dr. Jones, uh, I want to say that I agree with what you said. Um, yeah, life life going to throw you in some situations. And guess what? You're probably not going to be ready for all of them. But um, you you just got to learn how to tuck and roll. You know, you can't allow anything or anybody to uh, stop you from reaching your goals. So uh, with that being said, we're going to try to get you on out of here. I know you're busy. Um, we, I like to always ask some uh, quick hitters at the end of the show. Uh, yes, uh, Dr. Jones, when you're riding into work, uh, what do you like to listen to? Oh, my goodness. I, You know what? I got a, I got a laundry list, but I will listen to everybody depending on my mood from, from Fred Hammond to Trick Daddy. Don't judge me, but I'm just saying. It's just, I, I'm, look, it just depends on what I need done for that day. Amen. But I... I I'm, I'm all all the genres, but I, you know, I'm spiritual, but I'm real. When I talk to God, I don't put on my preacher voice. I talk to him just like this. I'd be like, Lord, I don't know what to do. So you're going to have to just, whatever works, just, that's it. I, I just have to come to him humbly like me. So that he, he takes me as I am and he will take you as you are. That's all I can say. That's all I have. All right. All right. So um, next question. In the midst of this COVID pandemic, what's one thing that you have gotten out of it that was good? 
one good thing for me that came out of it is that our family unit got stronger and closer. Um, we communicated more. Mm. Like I said, even my daughter and her husband, they moved back home with my grandson from Georgia to be close to family. And so that is the beautiful thing that has happened. It has made us closer because we don't want a day to go by without speaking to one another. And we didn't do that before. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, families got closer together during that time period. But um, tell me one thing that you would tell your younger self. One thing I would tell my younger self, don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. Even after the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, baby, keep it pushing. Don't give up on me. Okay. Well, um, since you said that, um, I got to ask you why I got you on here. What's the... I Well, right now I got two two little girls and uh, I would love to have three, four more, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> What's the best thing about having a big family? Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love it because, uh, Mr. Coleman, you know, I was the only child. Dad was in the military. I was so lonely, all that moving around. And so I knew coming out, I wanted six children. I did a little nigging by the time, you know, it started flowing. But I knew I wanted a big family. So I love it. I love this big family. You, I just... I like to see how they interact with each other. It is just, I don't even want, they might entertain, but I don't even watch TV for real. I can't tell you what's on TV right now. I just come home and that's my reality show. I, you know, you just sit in the living room and you just watch something happen. Somebody going to say something. And I just love it. It's just, it's everything to me. It's everything. Okay. Well, uh, since you're from uh, Mobile, uh, Preacher, um, do you like crawfish? No, because I'm scared of bugs and they look like bugs. However, I would eat it if it's on a po' boy. As long as I don't see the legs on I don't suck the heads and nothing like that. But I heard it tastes good. But I will eat a po' boy if it's fried and stuff and sauteed. But I can't look at it in this original state. If you just going to steam them, I can't do it because I'm scared of bugs. And it looks like a bug to me. So, See, I thought uh, everybody... Eat crawfish, I mean, hey, you suck on the head, hey, that's how you know it's good. Now, see, you just saying that because you think Mobile is country. See, I ain't married my cousin. It ain't even like that. See, we call it a little big city. Uh-uh. See, we the originators of Mardi Gras. It ain't no New Orleans. We are the originators. So we know how to do a little something. We know how to party. You just got to come check us out. But we doing a lot of big things here. You know, we've had a black mayor. We 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 progressing. We progressing. Yeah. We doing a little something. All right, Dr. Jones, I'm gonna go ahead and try to get you on out of here. Um, if you can name one nurse to be on our show, who who will you name? Oh my goodness, I got so many. It would be my supervisor and one of my mentors, Natasha Andrew. Natasha, Natasha Andrew. Andrew. Yes, yes. And I I will oh. get in touch with her and I will definitely pass it on. Amen. This is this is so so great what you're doing. You're you're creating access and it's and it's and it's real. You know, it ain't the oh yes, you just gotta study. No, you need somebody to say this was hard. If I had to do it again, I mm I probably wouldn't. I don't know, but I love it. I'm just gonna be honest, I love it. I when I received my acceptance into the nursing program, I found out I was pregnant with my third baby. 
I went on. I came on on. And after I had that baby on Thursday, I had that baby on a Thursday. I was in clinical that next week. My teacher said, what are you doing here? I said, I cannot miss another clinical day. Because if I do, this going to kill me if I have to repeat this semester. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm here by any means necessary. Yeah, the enemy in this oh, man. my teacher ain't have nothing to do that's with right. me that's being right. that was all on me so if i wanted it that's, that's right. what i had to do that's right all right then dr jones uh i want to tell you thank you for being on i i have thoroughly enjoyed your uh interview uh, we're gonna have to have you on again man hey you you are a very uh interesting person um i learned a lot and i did a lot of laughing and in, in, uh, in the process. But uh, yes, uh, like you said, uh, this platform, it's been, uh, it's been a blessing. Um, not only for me, but for everyone that tunes in. Uh, we're actually streaming a lot of big markets. And, um, and I was looking online last night. We actually streaming in eight different countries now. So um, I'm trying to figure out how in the world they got over there. How, how did we, our platform get over overseas like that so but um yes uh it's it just been a good thing and uh i look forward to um interviewing uh dr andrews and um for everyone that's listening and will tune in i want you to download the episode share it with others and um guess what you've been locked in to understand the nursing game podcast (laughs) 